Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a world-class consulting firm that trains employees in sports psychology secrets that drastically improve work performance. Founder, Dr. Joe Ross, is retired Army. He played fullback at Army, just like our guest. That Just like our guest, Darnell Wolfolk here, played fullback. Joe Ross played fullback at Army. And he also uh, was an Army uh, assistant coach. So we appreciate Joe Ross sponsoring this podcast, uh, Higher Echelon sponsoring this podcast. We welcome our special guest tonight, Darnell Wolfolk. Darnell, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, Sal. Thanks for having me. Thanks. A little audio issues at the beginning there. I apologize. I got I made the fullback connection with Joe Ross and yourself, man. Uh, uh, great having you. Um, you know, just talking to you, I, I covered your whole career at Army and just knowing – watching you uh, grow from freshman year to your senior year and knowing a little bit of your backstory and the success that you had in high school. I mean, all you knew was winning in high school, right? And to be like a part of an army team, army program at an era where the the tide changed and winning was brought back to West Point must've been something because I remember when I first covered the team, Darnell, I remember the coaches then telling me, Hey, we recruit winners, right? We recruit kids from winning programs and we expect them to come here and win. Well, it doesn't always transfer that way, but in your time, it did. First off, maybe you could give us a little background on um, your time, your high school days at Union Endicott, right? You guys were didn't were undefeated. They, they made a ESPN. Um, 30 uh, 30. Right. Uh, 30 on 30 on you guys, or they yeah. did a 30 on 30 on you, on, on your run there. And then tell, t- tell us a little bit about what got you to West Point. Uh, uh, crazy journey. Um, honestly, um, it was obviously amazing uh, being part of a team um, that went on such a long winning streak um, that was carried on even after I graduated. Um, it just shows – the culture and um, the coaching staff and the players um, that came through that program and how great it was um, and still is. Uh, my brothers are still playing. Well, now my youngest brother is still playing there. Um, but I think it was a great experience um, and definitely taught me um about what winning meant. And that's exactly what coach Munkin talked about to me and my parents when I came on um, my visit. Um, So kind of going into me getting recruited, it didn't really exist. Uh, The coaches all told me like the recruiting coaches from whatever school told me I was too small to play linebacker um, and too slow to play running back. So I was just kind of caught in a hard place. I felt like Um, because I definitely wanted to play football. Um, It was my passion. Um, The only thing I really, really, truly loved. Um, And uh, so kind of going into senior year, Um, I thought I was going to go to Ithaca College, um, and it's a D3 school. And um, Coach Luce actually uh, 
graduated college from there. Um, and he was the one that recruited me to West Point. So originally, I think he was at Lafayette, I want to say. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yep. And he, he was uh, telling me, hey, we're looking at you to play running back. I'm going to take my tape back to the head coach. And the head coach said the same thing. Too slow to play running back. So uh, I just had my heart set on going to Ithaca College. And gosh, I want to say maybe three months before graduation, I get a call from Coach Luce. He goes, hey, Darnell, um, I'm at, I'm at uh, West Point, the, uni- uh, the United States Military Academy. Um, I don't know if you know this, but we run the triple option. Um, and I think you would be a great fullback uh, for us. And, you know, me being in high school, I didn't really know much about, uh, USMA, nothing really at all besides, uh, (laughs) people might get mad at me for saying this, but I used to play NCAA and I would always choose army West point because they were one of the worst teams and I wanted to make them better. So (laughs) kind of funny story, but that's really all I knew about it. And uh, so then me and my parents start looking into West Point, what it's all about. Um, And what I wanted to study in college was uh, criminal justice. Um, And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I think uh, going into the military might be a bigger and better version of, you know, joining the police force. Um, So I kind of jumped all in. Um, Coach Munkin, like I said, told me he wanted winners and he thought I was one. Um, And that's kind of how that story began of me going to West Point. I remember you talking to me a little bit about the recruiting story and stuff, which is, which is incredible, right? It's just that, that John Luce connection gets you to West Point. And then once you're at West Point, you do take the prep school year, right? And then you're able to learn, I guess, you gain a lot of knowledge about what the triple option is all about. That, that had to be a valuable year for you, right? Yeah, I think um, it allowed me to better craft my skills, um, really, because I played the triple option in high school um, and I played fullback, but it wasn't nearly to the level that even the prep school took it. Um, and I think uh, Coach Nichols, the uh, fullback coach and offense coordinator there, uh, really took me under his wing and taught me a lot that transferred over to the big team. Um, just my stance and start was a tremendous help from Coach Nichols uh, because <laughs> a lot of people would say I had a frog stance uh, in high school. So, Yeah, and then you look at when you get to West Point, we were talking a little bit, bit about your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything kind of changes your sophomore year, right? Freshman year, uh, you're one of four maybe in the fullback room. There's yep. Aaron Kemper, there's Matt G. Kenta, who are returning guys. And then come sophomore year, you're the last, almost the last fullback standing. And then you get some uh, some uh, reinforcements, so to speak, <laughs> in that fullback room, right? And then yep. now I don't know when the War Horses started, when that nickname started for the fullbacks. I guess when Coach Vitti comes along, it, it kind of yep. grows, right? But yep. 
man, that fullback room really turns around your sophomore year when you can add guys like Andy Davidson, Kalen Holt to the mix, right? And those are guys that you'll play with for the next three years, and that's when you'll see like Army's program just go on the rise. I know it's a, a, I know it's a team effort. Yep. The offense is triple option. It's fullback based, so to speak. And when you can bring guys with the talents that, that you, you three had, I mean, I think it was a program changer for you guys. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, no, I definitely thought that we all had something to bring to the table, um, and it was different for each and every one of us. Um, and I thought that was kind of the best part, and Coach Vitti knew exactly when to put us in what position um, and when to put us in. Um, that also gave us a break so that we were super fresh and we could perform at the highest level that we could. Um, and yeah, a big testament to those guys coming over from defense. Um, I thought they took over and learned the position really well and ran with it. And it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, when you're called to do something um, to help the, help the team, that they can step up and do that, which is awesome. No doubt. I mean, Andy Davidson was a, a, a fullback in the Lehigh Valley area in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a running back. He played running back his in his high school days, so he had a little background. I'm sure Kalen Holt did some in Hawaii, but to have guys from you know New York, Hawaii, Pennsylvania get together and form like this this fullback group, and then it seems like it's really carried on, right? Since, yep. since you left Darnell, you had Connor Slomka who was with you. Connor mm-hmm. Slomka had a good career. And now you have guys like, you know, Jacoby Buchanan, Anthony Atkins, Cade, Cade Bonnard, um, man, uh, Tyson Riley. It's just like now it's like, is it fullback? Is West Point fullback you? Uh, I would 100% say so. Um, I mean, I think although we don't have a ton in the league, I mean, we had. Colin Mooney there, um, who was a great player and made it to the NFL. Um, I think the type of fullback that we produce um, is great for college, um, and then it can transfer over. I just think that the NFL is kind of losing the fullback a little more and using tight ends. But um, I think Army produces – the best fullbacks in the nation um, in terms of variety, blocking, running, and receiving. I think, uh, you know, our offense and the coaches do a great job with our fullbacks. Yeah, it's just been really fun to watch the the group as it kind of evolved, like like you said, from – when you get, got there, even even before when you got there, I don't know if you ever seen Larry Dixon play. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Larry Dixon was some something special. I mean, man, I I wish I could see Larry Dixon in this type of offense, right? I think he yep. might have had a year with Munkin at the first year, maybe. Mm-hmm. But man, the athleticism of Larry Dixon, Darnell, I saw him in practice one day in a drill where it was a one-on-one running drill. Um, do a like a leapfrog over a cornerback during a running drill that was almost st- standing up straight. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is something different. And, you know, like you say, Colin Mooney, uh, Larry Dick, Mike, let's Mike Vitti, Colin yep. Mooney, yep. Larry Dixon, yourself. I mean, the, the list just goes on and on. And, you know, I, I just maybe, 
maybe can get your perspective on when you thought you, you had the fullback, you had the triple option, when you felt like you guys were ready to take the next step. I know there was a 2-10 season there, but then that seemed like I'm sitting in the um, Army football banquet uh, that after that two and ten season, I'm hearing Coach Munkin saying we're going to flip this record next year. I really and I'm thinking, man, they only won two games. That means ten wins. I mean, mm-hmm. can this team? When's the last time Army won ten games? And back then, it was always 1996 was the reference, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then you guys, you might not have won ten, but you won eight the next year, and that was certainly a t- turning point in their pr- program. When did you see kind of things shift and go moving to the positive direction, would you say? Um, I mean, to be honest, from my perspective, um, obviously I didn't play a lot freshman year. I traveled um, and got in here and there. Um, But if you really think about it, we were in almost every game my freshman year. Um, And the more Coach Munkin talked about it, you know, you could really see – we were just one or two plays away from flipping the script. Um, And I think the big turning point is that everybody that was in that room knew that we were that close and believed that we could do it. Um, And that's part of the the culture, you know, Um, we're going to work hard day in and day out to get the results that we wanted. Um, And I think coach Munkin, all the coaches, even our, our trainers um, kind of preached this um, and we kind of just talked it into existence because we really did believe that we were going to turn this thing around. Um, and I think that although it's just words, um, it, it held a very heavy weight um, on everybody. Um, so, I, yeah, I think really what it came down to was, you know, starting from the top, Coach Munkin believed that we were going to turn it around and told us that we were every day, day in and day out. Um, Yeah, he would get mad that we lost a close game, but he would turn around and say, you know, we're this close. We just have to execute here or there one or two more plays and the game would be completely different. Yeah, and what followed was three of the best seasons in Army football history. If you're looking at Wintel's 29 wins across the next three years, which is, I mean, 8, 10, eight, 10 and 11. And, yeah. man, I mean, I guess there's a lot of memories for you in those, in those three years, right? I mean, yeah. you know, when when we ask people, hey, what's your favorite Army football memory? Well, hey, let's uh, get let's get a notebook out, right? And let's, li- or let's yeah. get on our phones and list, like, you know, 15, 20 possibly games or moments. Um do any does anything stand out for you personally um maybe just a personal memory for you um of those three years so personally um god i don't really like to bring it up but it's always always in my mind when i think about football was um that sophomore year um playing in the army navy game we're walking out to the field um and we're in the tunnel um, you know, you hear the crowd and, you know, we're all just kind of silent and somebody, I'm not exactly sure who started it, but said, you know, let's do this one for B-Jack. Um, and then we just started singing one of B-Jack's favorite songs in the locker room. And wow, I don't remember any moment that felt better 
and more heartfelt and emotional and, you know, something that we were really fighting for. Um, and what did it lead to? It led to uh, the first Army win over Navy and I think it was what? 16 yeah it was 14 years that navy had won in a row 14 years a navy won in a row and yeah man i mean covering the team back then and just knowing what brandon jackson meant to the team right and he was a sophomore and what he meant he was on the field as a starter you know early in his career and just um always I always remember seeing Brandon with a smile on his face. The football field is what football being playing football is what made him happy. And it's what he was able to pass along that love for the game. to people, it seemed like Darnell and um, man, you don't get really more inspirational than that. Right. I mean, and I know that I know you guys um, had that was a that was a very tough moment for you guys to get through, but you got through it together, right? Yep. And, you, and that's what I think you can talk about all the locker room speeches in the world, right? You can talk about all the Coach Munkin uh, pointing out things, but when you get together for one cause, right, and you have that inspiration back in you, I mean, man, that's that's very hard to you guys were very hard to stop when once yeah. that happened. You know, and I just look at the way you look at turning points in the program and, um, you know, just the remembering of him, right? Every every time before a game at Army, uh, kneeling at the 28-yard line for him, for you guys. You just never forgot him. And I don't don't know what people believe in, but it seemed like there was something – somebody watching over you guys during during your time. Do you – the, is that something that you can that you can see or, or, or relate to? Yeah, no, I 100% felt that way. Um, obviously, I went to prep school with B. Jack, um, and you're you're right. Um, he was always joking around, laughing all the time. Um, even on the field, we got very competitive. But guess what? Whoever won or lost, he was still smiling, jawing at the other person very competitive person, awesome dude. Um, And, you know, kind of a funny thing. Yeah, I always felt like he was kind of watching over us. And a lot of the times when I was praying for him and his mother um, uh, at the the 28-yard line, um, especially senior year, um, there was a lot of times I was getting yelled at to be at the coin toss (laughs) that I was late to it. but it was just like nothing could take me out of that moment. Um, Yeah, it was something powerful that definitely um, took over our team. And like you said, was something that we all came together to fight for um, because it was worth it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And there's so many, like going back to that 2016 game, just the effort that that you guys – put put forth in that game and just the result that you guys were able to get and to be on that mm-hmm. field when cadets are jumping out of the stands, where parents are jumping out of the stands, where army football fans are jumping out of the stands. And it doesn't matter what I was doing. I was just dodging just to try to stay <laughs> on my feet, you know, during that. But can you can you remember what that was like, that feeling when the final whistle blew? I mean, I was on the sideline far away from the ball, but just knowing mm-hmm. I think a knee was taken and just knowing that this streak was over and you guys were going to be 
you guys were on your way to being the service academy team now to be. So yeah. Um honestly, in that very first moment when the whistle blew, I didn't realize how much the game of football was more than just the game of football. Um, there were so many people on the field in tears, old grads or just enlisted, retired army people um, just crying and telling us how much this game meant to them and for us to finally beat Navy. Um, it didn't really sink in until that moment when I had um, an old grad crying in front of me on the field, thanking us for winning that game. And I'm like, wow, like football isn't just football. It brings people together. Um, and it's more than just a game. Um, and I feel like even though it is a game, um, it teaches you so much that is applicable in life, whether it's the military or business, um, I have learned so much from football, so I will never take it for granted for the opportunities that I had to play this wonderful game. Yeah, and when you they start talking about the best rivalry in college football, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, after hearing that and seeing like when you have the old grads come on and like tearing up in front of you, I mean, I don't, I don't, there's no comparison. I didn't think there was a comparison mm -hmm. to begin with, but I don't think there's any comparison at all that army navy is the top college football rivalry just because of yeah. what it means to so many people and how deep it means too yeah. it's yeah. not just a michigan former michigan player or former michigan grad happy that they beat ohio state or whatever this goes way deeper than that this goes to people who left um as former football players served overseas defending our country and yeah. watching you guys overseas during these games right i mean yeah. i'm sure as a player you probably received emails from people hey best of luck uh, against navy you know go army beat navy emails yeah. constantly or just tweets or whatever social and social media it's just different and to see that you guys were able to do it not just once right yeah. You were able to do it the rest of your the rest of your career after that. Um, you were able to you were able to beat Navy and the things that you guys were able to accomplish are just just amazing. And you look at this week, right? Mm -hmm. um, this week Army's playing Wisconsin, and this is that big game that's not Air Force or Navy that's circled on Army's schedule. Yeah, yeah, Wisconsin was ranked at the beginning of the season. They faced real, three ranked teams and they took three losses, but those are really good teams that they played and yep. now that you, you were in the position where you were playing programs like oklahoma right you were in the position where you were playing teams like ohio state at these venues that are have so much history you know mikey stadium has so much history and when you're playing at camp randall the history of players that were there oklahoma right when you're on the same field as guys like kyler murray and i mean how many nfl players were on that oklahoma team i mean yeah. It, it, it's crazy. And then you guys are there in the end, right? And you're battling with – and it's like um, I think I was asked today about, you know, Army and, you know, do they – do these current players, some who were dressed for those games, right, yeah. against Oklahoma, if that gives them any confidence? And I think my answer was I think right now the program's at Darnell where Army feels that they could play with just about anybody in the country. It doesn't matter where the game's at. Like you hear Coach Munkin. 
it, it's a little cliche that he'll play games in the parking lot, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's but it's just like you know, I mean, now it's not a matter of you know, can they play with? It's a matter of now getting a little bit that all over the hump, so to speak. You've sh- this program has shown that you could play deep into games, and now it's time to get one of those wins at a Power Five away at a power five stadium and sing, sing the alma mater, the army alma mater after a win there. Right. I don't know what your thoughts are, but I want to ask you just maybe how you felt when you were going and going into a venue like Oklahoma and just, I mean, you know what impressed me the most about that game, that game went into overtime, right? Every single player on your team must've gave everything they had in that game. And at the end, it didn't go your way. But the response and the respect that you guys earned from the Oklahoma fans was incredible, right? They gave you a standing ovation when you left the field. Yep. And, I, I mean, that is – to I not ever played a down in my life of college football, but that must have been some validation there um, to get to get the respect that you guys 100% earned. Yeah. I mean, I think um... – <sighs> When we first stepped onto that field, the crowd was ridiculous. Like, it felt like they were on the field with us. Um, And coming into the fourth quarter, they were silent. And that was probably one of the greatest feelings ever. Uh, That was wild to feel and to hear. Um, And honestly, I think it was probably – you could ask – other players that were there, um, it was heartbreaking that we were that close to upsetting a top 25. Actually, I think they were a top five team at that yeah, time. Yeah, they were up there, yeah. Um, and we were that close. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, we we were proud of the way that we performed. We handled, handled ourselves like professionals. Um, you know, um, a lot of people, you know, did gain a lot of respect for us after that and, you know, thought that we could compete at a high level. Um, although sometimes our schedule didn't show it, um, when we did play those big teams, uh, we, we kept it close. I mean, I think Penn state, my freshman year, we only lost by a field goal or seven points. Um, yeah, I think it was maybe a few a touchdown and then a two point conversion. Maybe it was yeah. an eight point game, but that game was played in rainy conditions. That yep. game was played where the ball was slipping and sliding all over the place. I think there were a bunch of fumbles in the first half. Yet yep. you guys were still driving to potentially tie the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in that environment, and you look at, I for that's a good point on that Penn State game. I mean that this team's been there, you know, yep. this program's been there, right? Yep. These players, like, like you were, you were probably on the sideline for that, that Penn state game. There's yep. been players that have been just chomping at the bit to, to say, Hey, we, we, we can play. We can, I, I found it almost comical at the beginning of the year. Darnell, I was, I went on a, um, a, a podcast spot and they called army when George, when army beat Georgia state in the opener mm-hmm. an upset. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, well, this is a team minus the the, the 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 2019 season that has won, you know, eight games or more for the last five years. This is a winning program. 
yep. and going to Georgia State because maybe they lost two years ago at Georgia State makes it an upset. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. I still think that there's a little bit of respect that can be earned in a game like Saturday, right? I think yeah. that I think that hey, it's it's going to be on the Big Ten Network. Um, you know, I hope I, for all Army fans watching this podcast, uh, six ten, I believe, on Directv. So get there uh, eight o'clock on Saturday night, and um, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, it's another moment, and this time it's another, it's a moment to earn some respect and and, and a victory. I, I don't know how. I know you're probably going to be uh, glued to, to the TV on Saturday night, hundred percent. And I think this. Army football team right now has more than enough talent to pull it off. Um, One thing to add, um, I think a lot of the times going into these big games, um, the opponents kind of underestimate us um, and it bites them in the butt early. um, And then they're clawing and fighting. So, I mean, I, I hope Wisconsin's ready because we sure will be. That's a good point because I remember, you know, it off to a good start against Oklahoma, and I remember Elijah Riley causing that forced fumble at Michigan yep. and kind of turning the tides. Mm-hmm. I really think, like I was talking today about it, Army wins the coin toss. You know what's going to happen? They're going on defense, yeah, and they're gonna and and if this defense can make a play early, almost like in the Ball State game when Ball State had that big kickoff to set the tone. If this tone is set early by the defense and the offense can back it up with a touchdown. You're ahead of the game at Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, and yeah, we know this Wisconsin defense is really good. They're allowing mm-hmm. they only allow 40 uh, rushing yards a game. They haven't played a scheme like Army's, and if mm-hmm. Army can find a way to, um, if the offense, it's going to be one in the trenches. Simply yep. as that, the offensive line, if they can get a little push to create um, room for the fullbacks, it's going to be an interesting night. It really is going to be an interesting night because I think the defense is good enough to to keep Army in the game, no doubt. Um, yeah, it, it's just like those games. I mean, just just being able to, you know, like like you say, playing those games, and now it's time to, you know, it's time for the team. This is a time for a respect earner, no doubt, and it's a time Army football is on the map. It's time yeah. to raise Army's level there, and and then next week it's Wake Forest coming to town. To, a ranked Wake Forest team. Another good team. I can't remember back-to-back games that Army's played like this. You guys never played back-to-back games like this against no. two two Power Five teams in back-to-back weeks. I mean, no, we didn't. No, so this is going to be a great challenge. And if the team can come through, imagine if they get two Ws. I mean, then we're looking at a prob- probably a ranked team heading into the Air Force game after a yeah. bye weekend. Man, it would be awesome. Then it's on. <laughs> then yeah. it's like, then it's on. You know that game's being played in Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas, and it's hey, they're not playing any altitude up in Air Force, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I was actually kind of upset. Uh, wow. Me and my wife were talking about going to the game this year, um, and actually, one of the captains that uh, is stationed here with me was like, "Did you know that the Air Force game isn't in?" Colorado this year and I was like what uh <laughs> I was yeah. uh, pretty upsetting because I was ready to go to that game but I'll still be still be rooting on cheering on ready for the army team to come away with a W yeah before we before we go let's this is a couple more questions for our couple more topics to talk to you about um yeah. after well we didn't 
you're not one. You were never one for stats, right? You could you could really, but man, you had 37 touchdowns in your career at Army, and you rushed for over 2,300 yards. Let's let's put some respect on your name before we continue this podcast, right? I mean, let's put some respect. I know you were never a stat guy. You could care less, but no, I didn't. Even, I didn't even know that, Sal. So. <laughs> you, you, you didn't even. I, I mean, I you're top ten in rushing, and I think tied for fifth in career touchdowns and not 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 written anywhere down in, in the in the wolf Oak household right no Mm-mm. i mean i mean and that's what makes this that's that's what makes this army team so great when it's when it's really going good right is everybody could care less about their stats andre carter's leading the nation in sacks right now seven and a half stats yeah. i mean he's talking about doing his 111th so to speak you know hey, that's yeah. the thing you do your 111th on defense and everything will happen yeah. so um we put we put some respect on your name now after your army career is over you go and coach at the prep school mm-hmm. and at the prep school you have a talented slot back by the name of tyrell robinson that you're coaching so yeah. give us a little bit of what you saw in tyrell then and what you're seeing in tyrell now um honestly uh from the start I was like, he's he's shorter than me, um, kind of thicker. Um, and we the one of the first days in the weight room, this is where I was blown away. This man is stronger than an ox uh, for how small he is, tight, compact, and strong. Um, and then we get into games, and this man is so explosive. Um, it was not – he wasn't hard to teach, listened to everything that we had to tell him, um, and executed. And um, obviously it transferred over. Um, he's doing the same thing just on a higher level um, now, uh, even last year as a freshman, um, which is awesome to see. Um, I think he's got a great head on his shoulders, um, very respectful – um, a very, very hard worker. He wants to be better every day, um, which you love to see, um, not only in a player, but in a person. Um, I have so much respect for that kid. Um, and I think he's going to continue to do great things. Um, he's just so explosive, uh, quick, good situational awareness. Um, he, sees more than just what's right in front of him. Um, and he has good hands as well. Um, I can't talk enough about Tyrell. Uh, he's, he's a phenomenal player and I'm excited to continue to see him grow. Last year when you saw him put that one move on, that was out of a Madden game. And you're like, (laughs) I mean, this is just something different. And then to see his acceleration, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been explosive player or, a guy with the speed of Tyrell Robinson and forever at West Point, you know, I know there's been some quick guys, but I don't know if anybody as good as him. And like you say that he's running some plays up the middle on, you know, up the middle. And he did, he did break a big one open uh, earlier in the season. I think it was against UConn. I might be wrong on that, but he did have that big run um, right up the gut. And, I mean, nobody was catching them. I mean, yeah. no, nobody um, was. that's one thing that we noticed uh, at the prep school was like he would, he could squeeze into tight spaces. And then next thing you know, he's past the secondary already. Um, very quick, uh, can bend and move his body in 
tight spaces, uh, which is great for a fullback, but it's even more impressive seeing it from him um, in between the tackles. It's awesome to see. And if we're like real quick, if we're talking about Saturday night, Camp Randall um, against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. get him the football. <laughs> <laughs> I say that every day on my TV that I'm watching <laughs> Army football. I cannot get enough of Tyrell Robinson. <laughs> get him the football. I mean, in the passing game, if they're going to load up nine, look for 21. Yep. You know, look for 21. If you want to do a play action, look for 21. Look yeah. for 86, Isaiah Austin, you know. I mean, yeah. they're going to be the opportunities there, no doubt. And I know we know how talented Wisconsin is, but there is – I mean – We have a two, lot of talent too on both sides of the ball, so. Right. I look at um, Tyrell and Isaiah, and in their positions, right, for their skill level, I don't know if Army's had guys with their skill level and their ability to change games at those positions in a while. I mean, sure. Isaiah has a, a lot of, a lot of talent and it's just a matter of getting him involved. And in, I know they, it's five or six passes a game or whatever it is, but yeah. he definitely can, he's caught a touchdown pass this year. He could break it off. Um, uh, the last one I want to end this on Darnell, get getting a little update about what you're doing now. Now you're still in the army. You're, you're serving out mm-hmm. in Colorado and you're also um, doing some uh, trying to get some training started on the side uh, side. So give us a little update on what you're up to. Yeah. So um, after I finished Bullock, um, FA Bullock. So field artillery is my branch. Um, I came out to Fort Carson, Colorado and um, my very first job was a fire direction officer. Um, and shortly after that, I would want to say maybe not even a month, uh, one of uh, the PLs in my battery ended up going to ranger school and was stuck there for six months, I want to say. So uh, I ended up taking the role as FDO and PL at the same time um, for I want to say about five months total doing both dual hatting. Um, and it was a lot, it was a lot, but I learned a lot. And I think, um, you know, some of the soldiers have learned a lot from me. Um, and then, yeah, so now, um, I'm actually about to go back to Fort Sill, Oklahoma soon. Um, and it's funny that we talked about these guys, but, um, I'm going to the same unit as Larry Dixon, uh, AJ Schur, Jordan Smith, um, and a few other guys. So it'll be good to see them again. Um, it'll actually be awesome to reconnect. Um, we, we text and talk still, but it'll be nice to see each other face to face. Um, and yeah, I actually, uh, I kind of fell into a, a hard place uh, after, you know, things didn't really work out with the New York Giants. Um, And I mean, after football, I got down to close to 210 pounds, um, you know, working out all the time. And I just, after I didn't, nothing really happened with the New York Giants. I was like, well, what, what do I have to work out for anymore? Like, the army. Yeah. I can pass a PT test. I'm not too worried about that, but, um, you know, the more I thought about it, I 
started to gain weight. I got up to like, I want to say 235 pounds about. So back to playing weight. Um, and I just didn't feel good. Uh, obviously I have a wife and a, and a little girl now. Um, and I just thought to myself, you know, what, what happens if I stay on the path that I'm on and, uh, I, I won't be able to do the things that I want to with my child if I don't, you know, get in shape. Um, and, you know, one thing that I think the army really, really taught me is, um, you know, you have to be able to do what's best for not only yourself, but other people. Um, I really liked and loved to be around my soldiers and, you know, help them achieve whatever goals they wanted uh, and to set them up in the best position to achieve those goals. And, you know, I really thought about it. What, what could give me that same passion and fulfillment outside of the army one day when I, when I'm not in it. Um, and I thought, you know, personal training would be that. So, um, on, on that day when I, this thought just came into my head, I was like, Sarah, that's my wife. I was like, I'm going to do personal training. And that day I, <laughs> I got this, I, I signed up for the course, um, and pushed through it. Um, I'm about to get my CPT nutritionist and strength and conditioning coach certifications here in the next week um is when i'll take my exams um so i mean i think my wife um always pushing me to be the best person i can be my daughter and the army um have pushed me to better myself and better those around me um so yeah and then uh, so i have a a website for um the the strength and conditioning and personal trainer stuff. Um, it's wolf strength and nutrition.com spelt like my last name, W O O L F. Um, also have like fitness apparel, um, and more to come, but, nice. um, yeah, I'm really excited about it, but at the same time, I'm still grinding in the army um and there's still a lot to unfold there so i'm also excited for that move to fort sill oklahoma sure i was gonna ask you i mean maybe five ten years down the road do you see yourself maybe doing this um you know training definitely but do you see yourself getting maybe back into football as a strength and conditioning coach so to speak or yeah so what I really want to try and achieve is um, higher end coaching for athletes. So people training to go professional in any sport, really. Um, but if that doesn't work out, um, because I do want to have a gym of my own, but if that doesn't work out, you know, um, part of the reason why I got the strength and conditioning um, certification was uh, to, uh, coach, at the college level. Um, mm. I think that would be a great, great avenue for me just because I love to be in that environment. Um, 
It's, it's I, I think uh, Terry Baggett said it on one of the podcasts with you. Um, there is no environment that will equate to being in a football locker room. It is something different. And no matter how hard we try to recreate it within our own teams in the army or in business, it's, it's very hard to recreate. So um, I definitely have to agree with Terry on that one, but yeah, no, I definitely think uh, strength and conditioning coach at the college level would be definitely one on my, on my bucket list. Nice. Nice. And we didn't even get into those um, locker room celebrations after big wins. Right. I mean, we could have another podcast for that or now we won't get yeah. into it tonight, but some of those were just uh, to have a guy with coach with the energy of Jeff Munkin. Like you talked about the belief of the players behind the mission of the team right mm-hmm. after big wins, man, it doesn't, I mean, the coast, you got to watch Coastal Carolina celebrations once they win. Have you seen them on? I, I actually haven't seen them. No. You, you got to catch them. They're a little bit professional, professional wrestling related a little bit half the time. <laughs> but I mean, they're doing elbows and power bombs and all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. it, it's it's fun, right? And that's what college football should be about: yeah. having fun. And when you're winning, man, it, it, it's it's a lot of fun, right? Yeah. And you guys did a lot of winning at West Point. When you were there, we really appreciate you having having you on tonight. We'll post um, in the info box below. We'll post your website um, and where people can find your um, your training videos and uh, training apparel. We'll post that. We really appreciate you hopping on tonight, and thanks so much. And we wish you all the best in in the army and your in your future with the the, the weight lifting. Also, thanks, Sal. I really appreciate it. And you know, nothing nothing left to say but go army, be navy. <laughs> <laughs>